Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. We are delighted to continue our conversation with Paul Rayburn. He's a journalist and the author of five books, amazing books, including the one we were just talking about, Do Fathers Matter? What Science is Telling Us About the Parent We've Overlooked, and his latest book in partnership with uh, Kevin Zolman, who is a game theorist, is The Game Theorist's Guide to Parenting, How the Science of Strategic Thinking Can Help You Deal with the Toughest Negotiators You Know, Your Kids. Let's talk about this. What what was it that fascinated you more about this, the parenting application or simply game theory in general? Well, I've always been fascinated by game theory and working with uh, Kevin Zolman, I learned a lot, which was a lot of fun, but I really thought, you know, the two of us got together, my, our editor at uh, Farrar Strauss Giroux put us together, and the idea was we really could help parents by putting together tips that come from game theory. So there are all kinds of things. One of, one of my favorites, I have to say, is the idea of I cut, you pick. Are you familiar with that, Christopher? No, I'm all, I'm all ears. <laughs> okay, so the idea is you have a piece of cake, you have two kids, and they want to split the cake fairly. Oh, nice. So you could try to cut it as the parent, and you probably won't be cutting it exactly in half, and somebody's going to complain, and you got a problem. So instead of that, you ask one of the kids to cut the cake, and the other kid to pick the one she wants. So the person cutting has the incentive to be as exact as possible in creating two equal pieces, because he's going to get the smaller piece. Nice. So it's you know every it's fair to everybody, and uh, nobody should get upset if the cutting is done well. Everybody's good, and the parents are kept completely out of it, and don't have to moderate the battle that might have occurred if they tried to do the cutting. So very simple, uh, but helpful and fun. Man, I love that. But let's talk. Let's talk about the premise of that, because um, I've I've got two kids, six and eight, right? Yeah, mine, so, my little ones are six and nine. So oh, we're perfect. Close. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you know that at least at my house, everything is a battle, everything is a contest, everything is competition, and they have seemingly innately, seemingly through no fault of mine, they have this notion that everything has to be fair. So I've fallen into this as the parent, and anytime I get one of them, I see, oh, you know, my daughter would love this book. Well, now I have to find a book for the other one, because God forbid, life should not be fair. Am I, am I blowing it? Is, is fairness actually an important piece? Fairness is an extremely important piece. I think the, the idea with regard to fairness is don't try to fight it. Kids are hugely invested in fairness, even from a very early age, and uh, you've got to run with that. So I can tell you just, you know, there's an evolutionary argument that explains that. It turns out that, you know, experiments with monkeys, you know, who who shared common ancestors with us tens and, of millions of years ago. And common uh, behaviors with my six-year-old, uh-huh. And, yes, yes, you're on the right track. You, that's just where I'm going. <laughs> Great. Uh, so in one experiment, for example, a, a monkey was asked to perform some actions and, and treated with slices of cucumber as a reward when, when he did things correctly. And that worked fine. The experiment went, came off like a charm. Then the experimenter tried a similar thing with a monkey in a cage nearby, 
and gave the monkey grapes instead of cucumber slices. Grapes are a special treat mm. for monkeys. And then he went back to the first monkey and tried to reward it with cucumber slices again. The monkey picked up the cucumber slices and threw them back at the experimenter. <laughs> so the lesson here is that the monkey was fine with cucumber slices if that's what was being offered. But if somebody else was getting a better offer, all of a sudden cucumber slices were lousy. And we know this is the case with our kids, you know, if they want a snack and, you know, try offering one of them a piece of toast and the other one a bag of potato chips, you know right. how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, and so, so the idea is, <clears throat> excuse me, not to try to fight that, but to watch them. And one key point is this, and your kids are right at this point, so this is, a, this is an observational study for you. Um, at the age of four or five or six, children are very upset when somebody else has more of something than they do. We mm -hmm. use the example of Skittles. You know, yeah. if their brother has more Skittles, they're really unhappy about that. If they have more Skittles than their brother, that's fine. Right. You know, the fairness <laughs> the fairness only works one way, right? Now, as adults, we're not like that. We tend to feel guilty if we, if we get more than our share of something. Not always, but that's our general behavior. <clears throat> and it turns out when kids are about eight, seven or eight or nine, they begin to feel uncomfortable about getting too many Skittles. And that's when they're more likely to start sharing and evening up the uh, the prize. So mm -hmm. if you try to teach them that before that age, they don't, they're not, they haven't developed to that point. But around seven or eight or nine, uh, you can start working on that. And with a little bit of luck, you will reinforce their natural tendency, which is to be fair. Man, I love this. Um, I, I have two things that I want to ask you about, and I'm not sure we've got time for both. So one is punishment, you know, so many of us, uh, at least I'll speak for myself. I grew up in a house where, you know, the punishment was swift and came from the end of a hand, right? It was like mm -hmm. you got bopped, you know, in the head, neck, bottom, whatever was handy for every corrective action was a, was a violent one. And of course, I'm trying to raise my kids not that way, right? We've decided, the only right. thing we decided is to take our one well-trained tool away, right? <laughs> Which is, right. we're not right. gonna hit our kids. So right. how important is punishment uh, in in raising kids? And and should I be focused on something else like rewards or or you know praise or what? what's a move? Rewards, rewards is the way to go. Uh, punishment is never a good idea and a lot of experiments in game theory show that people are much more strongly motivated by rewards. There hasn't been as much research done on children, but we think that's likely to be true because it's so clearly true in adults. So whenever possible, look for rewards and look for reasonable rewards and look for consistent rewards. If, um, you know, if you're going to reward your daughter, say, at the movies on Saturday with a big bag of popcorn, mm -hmm. uh, that's great. If she does something awful the day before, and you go ahead and reward her with a big bag of popcorn anyway, then you're misusing that reward. So, you know, the, the terms should be clear to the kids that these are the circumstances in which you'll get a reward and these are the circumstances in which you won't. And you stick by that, you know, uh, n no matter what, because consistency is critical. Nice. Um, uh, Easier said so, than done, by well, the way. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's just so much that I want to cover with you let's um let's take one more about the you say you have this interesting piece where you equate little billy and goldman sachs 
What's, mm-hmm. what's the commonality there? Do you remember what well, I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, as we know, during the banking crisis uh, in the late 2000s, uh, the government posed a very, it faced a very difficult decision. Should it bail out the banks? Should it bail out the auto industry? Should it let them die? And, uh, and the response was mixed. You know, the auto industry was bailed out. Some of the investment firms died and it was a mess. The, the problem, first of all, is the lack of consistency. You've got to have a policy that you stick with. And it turns out that if you, know, if you bail out banks or big corporations, they're likely to take more risks the next time because, hey, they're going to get bailed out. Children are exactly the same way, okay? If uh, kids come to you and they've spent their allowance, uh, but there's something they really, really want, your job as the parent is to say, I'm sorry you spent your allowance next week, save your allowance and you can get this. Uh, if you say, well, okay, just this once, I'll give you what you want even though you've spent your allowance, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you're setting up what's called moral hazard. In other words, you're encouraging your kids to behave badly. Mm. You know, So the obvious conclusion for them is I'll go ahead and spend my allowance because dad's gonna buy me popcorn at the movies anyway. That's not the kind of behavior we want to encourage. Really, really good stuff. Let's go in a different direction, at least briefly. I know that one of the most sort of searingly honest things you've written is Acquainted with the Night, which is about sort of a memoir about your journey to understand depression and bipolar disorder in your children. Right. I I was such a a caveman about this that uh, when my kids first got sick, my older kids, uh, you know, I just decided we were going to we were not going to let it happen. You know, we were not going to have mental illness in our family. Right. We're not that kind of family. And, and of course, many listeners now are shaking their heads. I'm sure uh, that's just not the way it works. It's a disease like any other disease. It's a, a collection of diseases. And it took me a while to realize that and to change my attitude and to work with them. So, you know, the short version of the story is they're doing much, much better now. We had very good outcomes from their adolescent days when they had problems. But it takes tremendous resources. Even if you have insurance, you don't have enough insurance or the right insurance, I can guarantee you. Good coverage is extremely hard to find. And in lots of families that I know, uh, one of the parents has had to quit his or her job to become the full-time advocate for a child with a mental illness or a developmental condition. It just is impossible to do this through the system. So I'm sorry to share that bad news, but the encouraging piece is, you know, if your kids show signs of problems or you're concerned about anything, absolutely jump in, take action fast, spend as much time and effort on it as you can, uh, because the system is not going to do it for you. Very important and really just a searingly penetrating look at that in that book. We've got about 30 seconds left. I wonder if you have a parting thought or parting shot you'd like to leave us with today. Well, I think, uh, you know, what I've learned is that, um, you know, gut instincts can take us a long way. You know, we, we love our kids and we love our spouses and that, that counts for a lot. But it also helps, you know, to read books like the kind that I write or other books and get some knowledge and really build off that gut instinct and learn how to be a better parent. 
It's so important. And thank you for sending that message in a timely way right before Father's Day. That is Paul Rayburn. You can find out more by going to Paul Rayburn. That's P-A-U-L-R-A-E-B-U-R-N. R-A-E-B-U-R-N dot com. That's Paul Rayburn. Check out all of his books, including The Game Theorist Guide to Parenting. We'll be back with more right after these words. Stay with us. If you heard that sound, you probably are eligible for insurance from Navy Mutual. Insuring the men and women of the Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard. Here's what one policyholder, retired Navy Commander Thomas Dade, had to say. Navy Mutual is the best insurance decision I ever made. I wish you had a savings plan available that earned the rates my Navy Mutual insurance has been earning. Navy Mutual Aid Association, started by military members in 1879, serves active, reserve, and retired military today. Navy Mutual honors our military by providing them affordable life insurance with the features they need without fine print, sales fees, or military service restrictions. Value, integrity, trust, and stability are the cornerstones in which our commitment to you and your loved ones are built. Call Navy Mutual at 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org for your personal life insurance plan consultation. 1-800-628-6011 or NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls, Required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today.